welcome to FreedomCast, a podcast dedicated to interviewing star icons and entrepreneurs who have encouraged others to become more healthy and active. My name is Ashton, and it's my pleasure to host you as we take another trip through the fitness industry. It's entertaining and informative, and I hope it makes fitness more exciting and special to you in your own fitness journey. FreedomCast is supported by Freedom Fitness Equipment in Charlotte, North Carolina. Freedom Fitness Equipment serves the health and fitness community nationwide, from free weights and strength equipment for home gyms and studios, to cardio and conditioning equipment for commercial spaces. Check them out at freedomfitnessequipment.com. Let's get rolling with today's show. Perfect. Well, thank you for coming on, Beth. Uh, this is Beth Farocco. Did I say the last name right? You did, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, she is a, a health and nutrition coach. Um, she's got a killer background and she runs in the same circles as we were just talking about earlier as a lot of other people that I uh, love and respect who are in the evidence-based, science-backed, uh, strength training and health community. So mm-hmm. welcome, Beth. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. Um, actually, on that topic, uh, can you give people a little bit, just a, a synopsis on your background and how you even got into uh, the nutrition space specifically? Yeah, I'm certified in nutrition, um, personal trainer, and I also have my um, certified functional strength coach search from like Mike Boyle. Nice. Um, and also I'm health mindset certification or I'm a mindset coach from Casey Joe Arvedis, her mindset cert. So um, I figured I needed to get that. I swear, I you know, mindset to me is more than any of it, really. Yeah. Um, you can tell someone, you know, what to do, but you, the mind is is the issue usually (laughs) yeah absolutely so um so what was your what was your particular journey getting to this point um how did you what made you decide hey I just really want to be a nutrition coach so for me um it started when I quit drinking so I've been sober for almost seven years and um really it all started there I started running um long story short I'll just give you a little bit of background um I decided I needed to quit drinking. It was just intense, bad, you know? I, so yeah. I just, AA was right down the street from my house. So 7, 7 a.m. was the meetings. And I met a girl, Allison, who was having like boot camp stuff at 5.30 in the morning. And it was, you know, end of August. So it was warm out still, light out. So I'd meet her at 5.30. We'd do some running, boot camp outside stuff. And then I'd go to my AA meeting at 7.00. Um, so I did that for a while. She ended up getting a personal training job at a gym. So we no longer could work out together. A gym opened up down the street for me, literally like a block away. Wow. So I decided to go there and I started taking classes at 6am and then 7am I'd go to my meeting. Um, they were at the time, uh, a few months after I was working there looking for a front desk person. So I'm like, Oh, that'd be perfect. I, I was a stay at home mom at the time. My son was just about to go to preschool. So I'm like, this is perfect to do, you know, a couple hours a day. Um, so I started doing that. And then I was asked by the owner, who's now my really good friend and kind of like the COO of my business now, which is oh. interesting. That's a whole other story. But um, <laughs> he was like, I feel like you'd be a really good personal trainer. Do you have any interest in coaching? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I would love to do that. So I started interning there. Um, <clears throat> and what from going to the gym I became a lot of friends with the women there. We were all kind of like in the same journey. I was still trying to figure out how to lose weight. Um, you know, I was exercising, but I wasn't focusing on my nutrition. Um, at the same time, I started following Jordan Syatt, Um, And, you know, 
he preaches a lot like the nutrition is the driver of fat loss. And I joined his inner circle at the same time I started taking my nutrition cert. I did that first because I'm like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> so at the same time as doing my cert, I was working with him and in the inner circle. Um, and I started to lose weight because I started to count calories, you know, weigh and measure my food. And so it all started to click. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. This is, I've found it. <laughs> um, so from there, um, I, uh, then got my personal trainer cert and then got my Mike Boyle cert, um, and worked in person in the gym for about four to five years before I decided to go online. Okay. Gotcha. And so yeah. how does, how does the guy that would, that, uh, encourage you to become, uh, get into personal training? How's what's his relationship with your business now? So, um, my business started growing very quickly. Yeah. Um, I joined Jordan site has a mentorship with Mike Vicante right before the pandemic happened in, I think it was January okay. of 2020. <clears throat> I decided to join his mentorship because I'm like, I, I want to do something on my own that I have for myself. Um, my father passed away when I was in high school. So he left my mother and you know, my brother and sister with like nothing. So mm. we lost our house. We went bankrupt. Um, and I didn't want that to happen to me. My husband's in his forties, now fifties. Um, and I was like, you know, if something was to happen to him, I want something to fall back on for my kids, mm -hmm. uh, not to be left alone and bankrupt. <clears throat> so I decided to, to join that, not even knowing that this pandemic would happen, the gyms would shut down and I would be literally thrown into actually starting my business way quicker than I thought I would be. Wow. So I just, I just dove head in. Um, and I was homeschooling. I was like, you know, starting Beth Rocco fitness. I started, you know, making TikToks. Thanks to Jordan Syatt, who <laughs> was like doing 30 days of TikToks every single day. Right. I haven't yep. stopped. <laughs> nice. so, um, yeah, it's a pretty cool story. So Hunter, because he, you know, owns the gym and stuff and he's done this before he's, you know, you know, trained coaches built, you know, systems. And he really like built, helped build my systems for me. Um, he's now like in charge of sales because I can no longer take my own phone calls or else I'd be on the phone all the time. Yeah. Um, which I was doing and it was really bogging me down from actually working with people, you know, being on the phone all day. And I'm like, Oh my God, I need to help my clients. So, uh, he's doing the sales. He's taking care of like, we're changing from everything was like Google, like, you know, Google sheets, Google docs, Google yep. forms, and I've outgrown the Google. <laughs> so <laughs> we are now in, you know, PT distinction. So he's helping me set that up. And I'm now, um, you know, helping him with PDFs and resources for clients, uh, which is really cool. So now I actually have more to offer just by having that, that system ah. there. And I have now um, a few coaches that are working for me or with me. Um, I no longer am taking one-on-one -on -one coaching clients because now I have to work on my business instead of in my business, mm -hmm. which is a really crazy transition from coach to boss. So I'm kind of in this weird phase. I totally understand that. Yeah. You got to step, step back from the day to day and actually do the strategic work, which is, yeah, yeah. It feels weird. So it does feel weird. And, you know, I want to help as many people as possible and grow my business. So it's just the, the route that I'm taking and I'm, I'm liking it actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you're a big strength training proponent. So what's your, what's, uh, what's your routine like these days? Is it barbell training or is it something else? Yeah, I'm doing uh, four days a week, upper lower body splits. Nice. Yeah. So that's, that's what I, I love supersets and things like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, the, 
you talk a lot about um, this transition that you made from kind of being a little bit closeted in terms of your personality and willingness to express yourself. And then all of a sudden, I think just the light bulb going on and go and, and you liking yourself more and just being more honest and open with people, um, mm-hmm. swearing on your videos and everything and being genuine about <laughs> the content, which I love. Yeah. Um, so when did, when did you make that switch mentally or, or even openly with people? Um, you know, I think it's just the more you make videos, I've realized that I, I want to be me like mm-hmm. nothing, nothing I record or anything is like, it's all me. Like I, yeah. I, I don't pre-plan any of my content. It usually comes from comments or something that's happened with like a client. Um, and it always comes down. Like, I love Gary Vee, right. And he's always like, be yourself, yes. like just turn the camera, just turn the camera on and talk. And that, <laughs> I, I saw one of his videos. It was like before my first viral video. And he's like, just turn the camera on and just say whatever you want to say, be you. And I legit was like, did that. I went, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then from then on, like, I think, um, that was my first viral video was like, you know, I gained maybe 30,000 followers from that. Uh, and, um, that's when I was like, you know what, I'm just going to be me. Like, this is who I am. Um, and it feels good when you, when you do that. So it's like authentic and, you know, I'm not, not, I'm not here to lie to people or bullshit anyone. Um, I like speaking to people on the platform as if they were like nine, right. Mm -hmm. Because so many people get so confused um, and I don't need to get into the nitty gritty scientific stuff because people don't understand that. And they, they just want to know how to get to their goal. Right. Um, in the simplest way possible in a world where everyone complicates the living shit out of everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there, right. Yeah. Even with, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. you mentioned uh, calorie counting and that kind of thing earlier. I mean, even with that stuff, people get super granular about yeah, macros yeah. and all that stuff. And it's, it doesn't have to be that complicated. What do you, what, what's your advice for somebody starting out? Who's seeing all these people doing the calorie counting stuff and the macro mm-hmm. stuff. And so, so, so involved, like that can be super discouraging. So what's your advice? Yeah. for them? Um, I think just to really be aware and, you know, go maybe download my fitness pal and just start tracking just to get used to the app. Like, don't even give yourself a number. And just by tracking, you kind of become more aware of like, Oh, okay. That like, you're like, that has this, and this has more calories. And really your awareness is starting, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That meal was like a thousand calories. I didn't realize I was eating that much. Most people just don't know how much they're eating. It's very easy to underestimate. I mean, even myself, Um, so I think just starting to track and become aware, um, become, you know, because a lot of people get overwhelmed with the app and then they quit. It's like, no, everything is hard before it's easy. You're learning this. So you have to be willing to learn, put in the effort, and then it's going to be, you know, very easy. So that would be my suggestion just to start tracking and then go find your estimated calorie deficit, or maybe just figure out like where you are in maintenance. Um, or if you're in a surplus, just by tracking your calories without a number in mind. Right. One of the things that I was really impressed with is, uh, you mentioned that your scale weight, uh, from five weeks on vacation, which Mm -hmm. only changed by two pounds, which for most people, uh, is, is just, incredibly wild. So, and you're on the, you're on the intuitive eating train now more so yeah. with, so mm-hmm. how do you make the transition from, cause a lot of people want to start with the intuitive eating and my mindset has always been like, you need to have some sort of base, but yeah. you recommend people go straight into that. Uh, intuitive eating is not really for weight loss. Right. Okay. So like I started 
I've been tracking on and off for four or five years now. Yeah. So I know like what a uh, serving of protein is for me. I know, you know, how many, you know, in my, it, I can still overestimate, right? I mean, because I'm not like weighing and measuring things, but I kind of know I have an idea. Mm -hmm. um, and this is ultimately where you want to be because tracking should not be forever. Yeah. And even for me, it was still hard to get away from it. And, you know, I'm a human. I like control. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to be like, okay, there's this. And I like it. I don't, I'm not like obsessed with it. I just feel like it keeps me on track. So this was kind of a test for me as well, just to uh -huh. get away from all the tracking, all the weighing and measuring, not even measuring or weighing myself on the scale, which I'm a scale wear. I like to look at the data, right? I'll step up to see and make sure that I'm in maintenance yeah. and I'm not like going up. Um, so to come back and only have, you know, two pounds on the scale was like, oh shit, I really did a good job at this. I kept up with my four strength training days a week because I was gone for five weeks. And it's not like your typical vacation where you're gone for a couple of weeks. I wouldn't have joined the gym for, in yeah. that case, you know? So I was still strength training and getting about 14,000 steps a day. Nice. And I ate out every single night, probably maybe two or three times we ate in um, on a night, but I would have like breakfast and lunch at, in the Airbnb and we would go out all the time. Ice cream, at least three to four days a week, <laughs> Mexican food, pizza, you know, I ate it all. I was, but I also took my food, have to go. I'd make sure I get my protein and veggies and still enjoyed myself. Yeah. Yeah. For, uh, for those who have, you mentioned the mental aspect earlier, for those who have issues and kind of, um, uh, how, how do I describe it? PTSD around, uh, the scale and mm -hmm. how much they're tracking. Like I know there's certain people have OCD around that and, and it's actually mm -hmm. harmful. Um, how do you get away from hyper obsessing about the amount of calories in out and that causing more problems for you on the nutrition side? Like, is there a way to, um, right out of the gate, not even focus so much on the calorie counting aspect? Or... Yeah, I don't have, all my clients don't track calories. Like I have a few that, um, uh, do like a three plate, two snack rule. Okay. And I, I send them, um, uh, made in Google sheets. This is before. PT distinction, um, that they'll have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and their two snacks and theirs, they can write everything down that they're nice. eating. So then they're aware, right? And so three plates, two snacks, make sure you're getting a quarter of protein on your plate, half veggies and the rest carbs and fats. Your right. snack should be a protein fruit or veggie. And then I just say, beware of like high calorie drinks, sauces and dressings. Um, and it's worked really well actually for some, nice. for some people. Yeah. Because some people just get fixated on the tracking so much that it becomes obsessive and, you know, disordered. Yeah. Um, and then the scale, but I like to pe for people to face the scale because nothing changed until it's faced, right? We have to realize that we need to take the emotion out of it and we need to learn that it is just a piece of data. Mm -hmm. um, so I will take away the scale if I notice people really like losing it. I'm like, okay, for 30 days, we're not going to weigh. Right. Because we're not going to do this once a week weigh-in thing. It's not either you're not going to weigh at all, or you're going to weigh every single day and look at the overall trend over time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's totally fair. Um, and uh, oh shoot, I had a question on that on the. Uh, I just lost it. I'll think about it in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, this is one question I did. I I meant to ask as a follow up to being your authentic self earlier. 
Um, mm -hmm. How in the world are you dealing? There are a lot of people, especially on TikTok, not uh, so much Instagram, although there are there, who just love, love to crap all over you, uh -huh. other content creators without really having yeah. much evidence behind it. Um, I know one of your methods is to literally directly respond and kind of call them out, but um, <laughs> that you, again, going back to that mental aspect, like uh, there's a lot of peer pressure related to nutrition. So how do you, how do you address haters real life um, as opposed to haters online, but like haters real life who are trying to work at odds in for whatever reason, because they're jealous or whatever it is and uh, work against your nutrition goals. Um, so I mean, how do I deal with like, I, I like the haters as in like the comments. Um, Sorry. Uh, my question is more, we'll, we'll, I'll address that here in a second, but more for somebody who's, um, in their nutrition journey and they've got friends or family mm -hmm. or relatives who are going, well, why are you doing that? Well, you should, I think you've done oh, some videos about this. Like you should exactly. drink or you should, you should let off. Like, it's not, it's really yeah. not that bad. Why are you going, why are you doing this? Yeah. It's, it's, I just, they have to have conversations like, okay, this is none of your, like none of your business. Can we, can you please like stop talking about your, you know, a lot of people are diet pushers. Yeah. This worked for me. Why are you doing that? Why are you eating that? You know, that has too much sugar. Yeah. Um, you really have to have, have that conversation. It's like, you know what? I really don't think we should be discussing this right now. So, and if someone doesn't respect your, you know, opinion or thoughts of leaving them alone about it, then they have no business being a part of your life or, you know, I mean, it's a tough conversation to have, but sometimes, you know, you'd be like, I just am not going to do this with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then how on, on the, on the social media side, which I think is even more fun. How do you personally, uh, other than, <laughs> are there, are there certain comments that is just not worth responding to, or do yeah, you try to yeah. like, do you try to like yeah. call people out as much as you can? Um, I usually pick and choose the ones. Cause you know, okay. there's, there's quite a lot on TikTok to be honest, but, um, I get more now than ever. I think I get more, um, positive than negative. Mm -hmm. And so the, the negative ones really like when they show, I'm like, all right, let's, you know, and I used to really let the negative comments get to me to, yeah. to the point where it's very like anxiety driven. Um, especially when I was first on the app, I was like, mm -hmm. wow, this is intense, man. You start to take it personal. Oh yeah. But now, now I've been doing it so long that I just, I just brush it off and realize that it's not about me. It's about them. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are legit trolls that will, they follow you, but yes. all they do is make negative comments on your videos, which I'm like, I noticed a pattern with some of these. I'm like, what is this person doing? They legit, like, why are you following me? I'll block them. I have a big block finger now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Block, block. <laughs> like, okay, block. I don't care. Block. <laughs> or my new favorite thing is to pin a negative comment, like yes. a really crazy comment and let everyone just fucking rail on them. That is my new favorite thing to do. <laughs> it's so effective, especially if you have a really good community that's like all behind you. It's yeah, so, totally. so good oh, to just watch some of Like I'll just let the, I'll just let my followers take care of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> to be doing things because we're an all or nothing society. It's like either I'm all in or I'm not doing it all. There's not, there's no middle ground, right? So, and especially people think that they have to, you know, a client will come to me and be like, you know, I want to work out five days a week. It's like, no, Ooh, yeah, we're, no. Not, we're not, we're not doing that. No. How many times have you been working out now? Right? Like at zero, it's like, yeah. we're not going to go from zero to five times a week. And, you know, we'll start out with two because if you can't be consistent with two, then you're not going to be consistent with five. Right. 
So then we'll build off that. Well, we start off small. Some people even start out with walking their first month if they've Mm. never been to the gym. So they'll, you know, let's get some steps in first and, you know, dial in a little bit of your nutrition. And then the next month we're going to add some strength training, because if you can't even be consistent with getting 7,000 steps in a day, then Mm. we're not going to move into like, you know, other things. So we, we start being consistent with one thing and then we'll add something else. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, and then uh, one, one thing topically that I wanted to address was uh, specifically on the nutrition side, are there any, when somebody's going through and trying to figure out, okay, I've got the mental aspect under control now, I'm looking at, I'm eating a little bit more healthy. Are there any mm-hmm. foods, and you've talked a lot about this, are there any foods that are actually bad? Like legitimately you would just have, I don't know, a couple of things that you should always stay away from under any circumstances, or is it kind of just discretionary? No, I never have anyone stay away from anything unless like they're allergic to it. They can't have it for medical reasons or they don't like it. That's, those are my rules for them. Yeah. Um, but I have to say that if someone has a trigger food that they absolutely cannot uh, stop eating, um, then I'll say, let's not have that right now. Okay. And then re- reintroduce that later. Because for me, you know, chips, I love chips. I, I get myself in a bag of chips and I can't stop. Um, and some people are like that with certain things. It's okay. You know, no food is good or bad. Great. But we need to learn how to have moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also comes with getting your mind set with stress and emotional eating and things like that. Right. Um, at the same time. Right. Right. Um, you mentioned on that same topic, you mentioned, uh, being a recovering alcoholic and in a, a couple of your videos, I, I know you've said, you know, alcohol is poison. I've actually heard that exact same comment from, <laughs> of all people, my doctor. Um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I like, is it actually poisonous? Like what's, what's its work on your body? And is there any place for, they've done studies about this. I'm sure they're overblown by the media, but like red wine being a good thing for you from a, a uh, uh, what's it, the oxidation perspective? I can't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but is there any room for that? Or, or, um, uh, is it really like, I mean, the more studies that are coming out that, you know, even like a glass of wine, like your risk of like breast cancer and things like that. And like studies and studies are coming out, you know, yeah. that's also alcohol. Um, what do you want to call it? The alcohol companies, you know, yeah. making these, you know, I, I can't come up with a word, but uh, it's them selling it, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's their thing. It's like, Oh, it's healthy for you, you know, but the thing is when I, the more, you know, even though I'm a recovering alcoholic, I don't like to bring my shit into everyone else's, but the more sure. I work with people, the more I work with women in their forties and fifties, the more I realize that we have an alcohol problem because a lot of women use that, um, and don't know how to get away from it. And then they're blaming like hormones, but it's really the drinking. Mm. Um, if you can't see yourself not having a glass or two of wine a night, every single night, um, or you don't want to, you know, start limiting your alcohol in the weekend, there's something going on there. Yeah. So a lot of people look at it as a a reason to de-stress. Meanwhile, alcohol is like pouring gasoline on your anxiety. It makes it a million times, a million times worse. Yeah. Um, and it is a poison. And I mean, if you have too much of it, your body rejects it, right? You, you, you throw up. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just all around. I just don't think, I think people use it as a crutch way too much. You see it mostly as a stress reliever for, for a lot of people. Is that, is yeah, that it's supposed people? to be a stress reliever, but I feel yeah. like they're still always stressed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
And I, I, I can totally relate. I was that person. I used alcohol thinking it was going to de-stress me and made everything worse. Yeah. Um, my sleep, you know, it's, it's like a trickle effect. This, your sleep sucks. Uh, people are like, I get the best sleep. Like you're passed out. You're, you're not, a, you're lit, you're not in REM sleep here. You're fucking passed out. There's a difference. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's like, and then you're waking up tired, you're hungover. You're not, you don't make it to the gym. Right. Um, you know, uh, you're more hungry the next day. It's just, you know, I just, in a positive light, if you're trying to get healthy, um, it just really doesn't have a huge part of that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so on, and um, zooming back out a little bit to kind of the 50,000 foot view of your, your view on nutrition, um, how is, when somebody's coming to you, what is, what is the message that you want them to hear kind of loud and clear? Like, how does your view on nutrition vary significantly from um, say, is there, is there a traditional view on nutrition? I'm not sure what that would be. I think some people are like, you should only be eating this. And you know, like people try to make it more difficult than it is because, mm-hmm. you know, there's obviously, I'd rather someone start to incorporate more fruits and veggies and eat like a minimally processed diet. Right. Yeah. And in a perfect world that that's going to make you feel good. Yeah. So it's really about building a lifestyle that you can stick to, which I am a huge component of, you know, being able to have those fun foods, but really eating foods that make you feel good Mm -hmm. that have, you know, micronutrients in them that are nutrient dense Mm -hmm. and, you know, not, you know, you can have a donut, but you don't need five. Um, you know, and I, that's the thing with the good and bad that so many are fixated on is that they'll have five donuts and then they're like, I was so bad. I'm not going to have any more of those. So then they don't eat them. And so it's like restriction usually ends up leading then then once they have it, they can't stop eating it. And then that cycle continues. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they actually, and also getting enough protein, I don't really understand, like people don't get enough protein. It balances your blood sugar. It keeps you full. Um, it actually, you know, takes away those sugar cravings in the afternoon. If you're getting enough throughout the day, um, balancing your meals. I think people don't have a balanced meal. Like they'll have cereal for breakfast. Um, with nothing else. And then they're hungry two hours later. That's not nothing wrong with the cereal. You just need to pair. You need to have some protein and some fat with that. Right. Um, So you can be full and you don't need to, you know, keep eating. (laughs) Yeah. I I remember being on the paleo diet when I was doing CrossFit and uh, probably a terrible idea in retrospect, but uh, yeah, that was one of the things was like, it was so heavy in protein that you really didn't, you couldn't eat more and it was a calorie deficit just by default. Um, Right. On that topic, you're going to love this question. Uh, Thoughts on the carnivore diet? Oh, (laughs) horrific. Horrific. (laughs) Tell me more and tell me why. I mean, there's absolutely, there's no fiber. I mean, you need fiber, right? We need to poop. I I just, I, I, and you're losing, you know, the micronutrients you're not getting. I just think it's, it's horrible. Um, Not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. It's not sustainable. I know a few people that are into that right now. It's just. Doesn't yeah. do you, do you think it's so the argument that's made? I'll, I'll just advocate for the, the carnivore thing just for a minute. But the argument that's made by people on that side of the aisle is like, um, you if, especially on the fattier cuts, supposedly there are more oh. n- nutrients. And is there any like any benefit to it's almost like an elimination diet in my mind? Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know that you would. Uh, my, my concern is always, you know, fatty liver long-term or a number of other health things. Um, yeah, like heart disease and, yeah. you know, 
Um, you know, it, it, can there, can you get enough from just meat sources in your opinion? Or, I mean, you mentioned, I, fall, I, obviously it's going to be exempt, but yeah, I, I just, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I'd have to look into it more. I just don't really think so. Yeah. To be honest. I know Lane Norton just did a video on that. Oh, really? Um, yeah. That I have to watch. He made a TikTok, I believe about like um, the effects of carnivore and why he's not, a, why, if he had a choice between doing carnivore and plant-based that he would yeah. not do carnivore, he would do a plant-based diet. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and now on the other extreme, so like you just mentioned, like, is there any, any benefit on, um, you know, full veganism or do you still need to incorporate kind of more holistic view into the nutrition? I mean, I think if someone's doing vegan, it's usually for, you know, other reasons, mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe it's because, you know, animal rights and things like that. Right. Um, but you know, you can get adequate protein. There's ways to do it. I think, um, being vegan, like it's about like Lane Orton just did that video. You'll have to watch it. Okay. Yeah. Um, cause you know, you can supplement with vegan protein and, right. you know, right. So yeah. beans, edamame, tofu, <laughs> <laughs> the tan. Um, exactly. Exactly. Um, and are there any recent diet trends that you're kind of on your high horse about, re uh, you know, stuff that's been coming up. That's a, a new fad that people may not know about. I keep hearing about this bright line eating. Have you heard of it? Ooh, no, I have not. Tell me more. No, um, I, I'm supposed to look into it, but okay. uh, if I can just like Google it right now, yeah, but I keep, I keep hearing about it. Um, you said but it's, I think line, it's like BR bright, bright line okay. eating. Right. Um, and I think that it's giving up a bunch of stuff like sugar. Uh, uh, let's see. Bright line eating. Uh, I wish you can give me like an overview. There's like a new what one is every six months. Okay. It's a, uh, says that claims to heal food addiction through strict adherence to a highly restrictive eating plan. And immediately I'm like, immediately no. What? Immediately. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's like the, the, well, those phrases are in direct contradiction to each other. Right. Right. Strict what? adherence to a highly restrictive eating plan. Uh. Um, I don't understand that. I'm gonna, so I want to look into that more, but I keep at, everyone's asking me, have you heard of bright line eating? Yeah. And I just want to let people know that stop looking for these things. Like if it has a name to it, it's bullshit. Like yeah. it really is bullshit. Like, you know, Octavia, Noom, like you don't have to do these diets with a name. Like I don't go around saying I'm doing the you diet. You should be doing the you diet. <laughs> <laughs> right. But when people are doing a specific diet, they have, it's like their fucking, um, whole existence. Like yeah. I'm on keto right now. Like you're yeah. a keto, like I'm keto. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Exactly. Um, but you know, these, and also these diets, they really do a number on people's mental health. Mm. Um, I like people like really recovering from these diets, afraid of eating a banana or haven't had a potato in like two years. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, it's pretty sad, you know? What well, you mentioned Noom. So my impression of Noom was always uh, the, well, and, and that's probably because the way they pitch it, like we're helping you to, I don't know, just think differently about eating and helping you to be more, uh, I think the term now is like mindful about, you know, mm -hmm. is it actually, you, you mentioned a couple of times, it's actually a diet. Like what? Yeah, it's super, I've heard it's super restrictive. I know some coaches, I think Matt may have like secretly like got a membership and like looked um, into it, but usually like the calories are always like under 1200 calories without really knowing. What? It. 
Yeah, it's very restrictive. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! So they're so they're not. So are they then asking you to count calories and or are, are they more doing kind of like what you mentioned earlier? But you're still under twelve hundred. Like so, they're just plating you. A certain yeah. Way. Yeah, I don't think that you really know that you're eating it, but you are. Ooh, that's not good. Um, yeah, that's something that I have, like, I also have to look into that more, but I keep yeah. hearing horrible things about that as well. And it's like four, it's expensive. How much is it? Or, or is Octavia the one that's like 400 a month? I think my, Octavia oh yeah, no, that's, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, what it, by so the way, what what is Octavia? Is that another MLM? I think they give you like legit like meals sent to your house. Okay, okay. Yeah. So they're- uh, And that's also very, very restrictive. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Is, is that, um, there's, there's, there's plans like that. And then there's like the, like the prepackaged stuff. It all ends up being way more mm-hmm. than you could get at the grocery store. But, um, have you, have you seen anybody had success from like prepackaged meal planning like that at all? I think if you're doing it, like they have, there's great meal planning companies. Mm-hmm. Um, if you live in a good area for that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I've seen some success. You can get good meals, um, that are like three or 400 calories, like in a package. But I think also like, how long can you, how long are you going to do that for? Yeah. That's the the thing, you know, um, you have to learn how to build your meals. You don't want to eat the packaged meals that someone is making you forever. Right. So to me, that doesn't really teach you anything. Yep. Yep. Um, on, on that uh, same topic, because I, I, I know personally, and also, uh, my wife has struggled with this in the past, uh, and I know other people have too. Um, do you recommend people from a planning perspective, um, cook their, like, do you cook all of your meals in advance and then just eat them throughout the week? Uh, um, I'm more of a, how do you say it? Like a batch food cooker. Okay. Right. I don't, I don't sit there and portion out my meals because I, that takes a lot of time and mm-hmm. I don't want to eat the same thing every day. So what I'll do is like make a, like a batch, like a, let's say, um, chicken, salsa chicken in the crock pot. So yep. you shred it, right. I could put that on top of salads. I can make tacos. I could put it on top of rice. So there's my protein source for all these different kinds of meals. So then I'll make sure I have like some rice in the fridge so you can pre-cook like a batch of rice pre-cook your chicken, make sure you have veggies cut in the fridge. I always like cut um, veggies that don't go soggy, like oh, uh, yeah. cucumbers, English cucumbers, can't be okay. the regular ones, um, peppers, carrots, celery, and I'll put it in like a big Tupperware. So mm-hmm. therefore I'll put that on top of my salad, put my chicken, and then I'll cut up a bunch of uh, fruit like berries. So I'll put blueberries, strawberries, um, raspberries, and blackberries in a big Tupperware. So I have all that stuff ready. But it's not separated, so I can have different meals. Nice, nice. That is, yeah. I, I like that a lot better. It sounds a, a lot easier too, especially if you just got it all yeah. up and can just kind of throw it together. Yeah, because by Friday you're like, I don't want to eat this freaking meal again. Like, who wants right. to have like the same thing every day? Yeah, and that was the problem we were running into. Is like, if you cook it for the beginning of the week and you just eat it all week, uh, by day five or six, you're just like, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then that's, you know, a lot of the reason why people go overboard on the weekends because yes. they've, they've planned for the week, but when the weekends come, they haven't planned for that. Yes. One of the biggest things, uh, my wife is actually currently doing this is she actually is, is on Friday. Like she's sitting down and going, what are we doing this weekend? Because that's more when she would binge or I would binge. And then yeah. I'm going to plan to allow myself to still treat myself, but also, 
um, like enjoy the, in, enjoy the food and eat healthy. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, is there any, um, have you ever done that with clients? Like, uh, planning the, I know it's really hard with some people's schedules cause they're all over the place. Salespeople are a good example of that, but, mm-hmm. um, are there any things you can do to, um, plan out your week in advance, especially if it's so unpredictable? Yeah. Um, I would, you know, act like you, like what you just said is a great yeah. idea. Like sit down and map out like what you're doing this weekend, even if you're busy, right. Make sure you have stuff to take to go with you. Like whether it be protein bars, string cheese, beef jerky, um, you can pre-make meals and take around with you. Um, mm-hmm. if you really want to, right. And also if you know where you're going to eat out, go look at the menu beforehand and kind of plan what you're going to have. Um, and also a good one is making sure that you have like a really good breakfast to start out your day. Okay. So have a okay. high protein breakfast so that will set you up for the entire day. Plan your movement for the weekend. Like if you, you know, plan a hike, plan a walk, mm-hmm. plan, plan, <laughs> plan it out <laughs> as much as you can uh, Yeah. On, on that, on the restaurant topic. So why is it that when people like myself eat at a restaurant, uh, versus eating at home, they feel mm-hmm. more bloated and maybe the scale goes up. Uh, like what, what is it about restaurant food? Like what are they, what the heck are they putting in that? That's I so think different. probably maybe that you're, they're adding more salt than you normally would at a home cooked meal. Oh, you know, you, you're probably maybe even eating, eating more carbohydrates than you would at home, which will also, you know, make the scale go up. Yeah. When you're cooking at home, you know, what's going in it. And a lot of restaurants will cook their steaks and all their stuff in oil and butter. Um, so you kind of have to be like, can you, can you make sure that you don't cook that in oil because that stuff makes it taste better? Yeah, no, it definitely, yeah, it tastes, it tastes better than home good cooking. (laughs) 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 There's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to, I I think training is, uh, it's, I'll say, at least in my opinion, it's not as important as nutrition. I think you probably agree. Like nutrition is probably 80% of the game, but I do want to talk Mm -hmm. about strength training because you're a big proponent of that. Um, when you, do you recommend when people are getting for into this, that they do go, uh, they do eventually go down the strength training route with bars and with weights? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And why, and why was that? Um, you know, cause you want to progressively overload, right? So Mm -hmm. You know, if you're new to training, obviously you're going to start out with body weight. You're going to perfect your form Mm -hmm. and then you're going to go up from there. You're going to go use dumbbells. And then once you get better with all that stuff, I think it's super important to like graduate, you know, go into like, start, um, using just the barbell, get, get used to like how it feels, um, not even adding weight to it and then progress from there. And then once they go to the barbell, they get the feel they're like, ah, you know, it's like that. Oh, this is fun. Right. Um, <laughs> at least that's how I felt. Um, sure. like then you don't want to stop using it. Yeah. And it's, you know, getting stronger is really, it, it, it feels good. It makes you, um, you know, want to keep going to the gym. I think people should focus on getting strong rather than focus on getting skinny because it kind of, you know, strength training is where you're going to see your body change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I feel as people, they want to just do the nutrition in the beginning and yeah. it's good to start doing that. Of course, um, mm-hmm. not, you know, if you're don't want to do everything at once, but it's a combination of the both. But Beth, but Beth, I don't want to get bulky. I don't, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to look you know like what, you know how fucking hard it is to get bulky. I wish people knew how hard it was. <laughs> it's like those people that are that big, they have worked for that and they are legitimately, you know, it's, it's work. It's, they've done it for years. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's like 20 in, in a lot of people's cases, especially if you're doing it naturally, it's like 23. The other thing I think people don't realize and and, uh, you know, the, the, the folks on the cover of Health Magazine are on steroids. They're, right. they're, they're, you know, the, the women that are on the covers, the men that are on the covers, that is not a natural look and they will never mm-hmm. be something that somebody could get naturally. So I think that's been super yeah. deceiving and, dis- and we, also disappointing. Yeah. We also have to stop comparing or trying to be someone that's on Instagram, you know? Oh like, yeah. Yeah. With the cement know, butt implants. Very unrealistic. Yeah. The, uh, the amount of plastic surgery that goes into those uh, images is oh my quite god. I've seen some and I was like, there's definitely a BBL. There's no way that's real. There's no way. No fucking way. I mean, it's crazy. Wow. Or they're using, you know, those, uh, I've seen that the butt pads. I don't know if you saw that video a long time ago, that girl no. that um, was doing, you didn't see that. No, she I don't was think like, so. she put butt pads so to make her butt and they showed a whole video about it. And then she was like working out. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've and heard. Pads. I've heard of uh, like plastic cement injections in your rear end. Um, the amount of butt photos on the internet is interesting, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, like, and more more people need to talk about that because, like, I, I feel like you can be still be a fitness influencer as long as you're disclosing certain things. Like, I have plastic yeah. surgery here, or I, you know, take steroids there. Like, at least being upfront yeah. about it. But I don't know. I, that's why I appreciate people okay. like yourself because you know. It's like, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm not doing. So. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it's, you know, and like the, what I eat in a day videos, when people are like flashing their body, it just drives me nuts. It's like, why, why do you have to be like, Oh, look at me. And then here's what I eat. It's like, no one a is going to look like you. And why do you have to do that? Who fucking cares what you look like? Like you will never see me do that. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just not healthy. Well, and like you said, mental health aspect, then you start comparing yourself to, to all these people yeah. and you, you've got this ideal standard that you can never attain, mm-hmm. um, either maybe not even naturally. Um, yeah. and, uh, and it just, it, it just kills the drive. Um, yeah. comparison is a huge thing. I, I noticed that with my clients too, they'll, uh, you know, get upset because someone else is losing more weight than them. Mm. Uh, and uh, you know, and I'm like, well, what are they doing? Do you know, like it, we're, you're doing it the right way. Like you have to understand that the scale, like the scale's huge for so many people and they get, let it get, you know, to them way too much. Sure. What is the role of metabolism in most people's diets? I feel like it's so overblown and yet people uh, talk about it all the freaking time. I have a slow metabolism. It's like, okay. <laughs> um, how the fuck do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you take some form of a fucking test? Did you blow in a, whatever you want to call it? And, yeah. You know, get it tested. It's yeah. It's overblown. It's because the, everyone like influencers mm-hmm. talk about that stuff that makes no fucking sense. And so then people get confused. Yeah. But you know, you can, you know, raise your metabolism by raising your neat, right. You know, walking straight mm-hmm. training, protein, mm-hmm. um, simple things. Yep. Not, uh, not starving yourself. Uh, that that's always a good one. <laughs> yeah. Is, is there, so, um, I mean, and how many, just, just statistically speaking, I mean, how, how many people have you met that actually have quote unquote slow metabolisms or thyroid issues that would actually prevent them from losing or gaining? I like, actually not have had many. Okay. Yeah. 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 No. I wouldn't think it would be that many anyway. 
Um, there really isn't. Um, and another thing I think that gets really uh, blown out in social media is, is the thyroid, hypothyroidism, PCOS. Yeah. A lot of people let that define them. Okay. And let, you know, their diagnosis uh, take over, or should I say, so, you know, blame everything on their diagnosis, right? Mm -hmm. Which it's valid. I get it. It may not be easy, but it is the same as anybody else. If you have, if you're taking medication to regulate your thyroid and it's regulated, you lose weight just like everyone else. Yeah. You know? It's, it's just the consistency thing. So it's, it's easy to fall back and be like, my thyroid is it's because I have a thyroid problem, but you're mm -hmm. meanwhile, it's because you're not consistent. Yeah. I think that's the truth. Probably people just don't want to yeah, they don't want to hear it. And, you know, or people blame their lack of results on uh, undiagnosed mm. conditions. I was one of those people. I'd be like, it's, it's my hormones. I, that's why I'm not losing weight. This is like um. when I was 40, 42. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm drinking a bottle of wine a night, right? Um, and <laughs> so I actually did get them tested. Turns out my thyroid was fine. So I was like, oh. okay, it, it really is me. Um, it's, I can't have anything. I have nothing to blame it on now. So. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> I just on a, on a, in a similar vein, I just saw a video by, um, who was it? Oh, Renaissance. Do you follow Renaissance periodization at all? Yeah. Yep, okay. Yep. So he was talking about, uh, uh, body types. So endomorph, mm -hmm. ectomorph, uh, whatever the heck the other one is. Um, Mike Israel. Yes. Yes. Yep. What did you think about that? Like, is there any validity to those? Uh, I know the stereotypes and generalizations, but um, yeah. how does that, how, does that affect? How does I, that affect people? I don't think it does. No, I don't think it does. And that's another thing that V-Shred plays on, right? Oh gosh. Yeah. The ectomorph. Endomorph, I love that V-Shred. He's so good. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's all calorie deficit. Okay. Gotcha. So even, it, so it doesn't matter your body type, honestly, it just matters that that you're, that you're doing something. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, awesome. Uh, let's see. So if people wanted to, by the way, so you said, are you, are you still doing, you're not doing in-person stuff. Are you still doing online coaching or is literally oh, yeah. stepping back and not doing anything? Okay, Everything's gotcha. online. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, yep. Awesome. Uh, so if people wanted to get coached by you or maybe even by somebody on your team, where would they go to find that? Um, you can go to bethfrockofitness.com. Okay. And just fill out fill out an application and book a phone call and go from there. Okay, awesome. And then where can people find you on social? Um, Beth Brocco Fitness on Instagram and Beth Brocco Fitness on um, TikTok, and also Cut the Crap with Beth and Matt podcast is on okay. Spotify and iTunes and Amazon and Google. Very cool. Yeah. How's that yeah. been going, by the way? Super fun. I love it. Actually, Matt is going to be here in Maine. Oh, no. uh, in 10 days, we're going to hang out and we're going to do some podcasts. We're going to do some TikToks. We're going to do some photo shoots for the podcast. Nice. Um, yeah. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited. This is the first time we've, we're going to be meeting in person. Oh, no way. That's awesome. Yeah. How did yeah, you guys? We met on, we met oh, on TikTok. No way. I call my TikTok husband. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we started TikTok around the same time and we were getting tagged in all the same videos. And we just, you know, started talking and everyone just kept saying they liked our stuff, mm -hmm. um, that were a lot of likes. So we're like, we're like, let's, do you want to start a podcast? And we're like, let's do it. So then now we're been doing it for probably six months now, I think. 
Very cool. And you guys yeah. are focused just on the nutri- on the nutrition side with the podcast, or do you cover? What do yeah, you we talk about everything that mental health, nutrition, strength training, just, you know, gotcha. all kinds of stuff to do with, gotcha. you know, health and wellness. Sure. Awesome. No bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, last question for you before I let you go. Um, from a, again, the perspective of somebody who's just getting into this and trying to understand their their body, their needs, their nutrition, their lifestyle. Um, do you say it's more important to address the mental aspects of mm-hmm. their health and nutrition first before going into the actual physical nutrition? Or can you address the nutrition and the mental health aspect will come? Away? I think it could be done in a combination. It can. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I kind of do that. Like there's mindset work with my end of the week check-ins. Um, it's all like morphed in together. Like they don't even know they're getting mindset work but they are kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. Okay. It's like motivation, a lot of mo- motivational interviewing, if you're familiar with that. Oh, um, a little bit. I, I know Barbara Medicine's talked about that a little bit. I'm not as familiar with like the, the clinical side, but what, so what does that look like for you then? Um, it's asking a lot of questions and having them come up with kind of, you know, figuring it out on their own. So it's like oh. our job to show them where to look, but not tell them what to see. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. There's a good, a good, a really good, well, motivational interviewing is a book. It's a hard read, mm-hmm. but I recommend Carol Dweck mindset by Carol Dweck. Okay. Really good book. Awesome. Um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I like yeah. it. I like the approach. Well, Beth, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, this was really valuable. I hope uh, people listening actually have some actual items to take away from that. Um, the, a lot of the stuff we talked about, I think people can just take into their training and nutrition law, you know, oh, yeah. lifestyles. So um, yeah. And follow Beth on social, please. Like her content is absolute money. So please, hey. please, please. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh-huh. Her and, uh, and get some coaching while you're at it. So Beth, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening. Please give Freedom Cast a five-star review on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. It would mean a lot, a lot, a lot to our business. Plus it's fun to read y'all's reviews. See you next time.